Praise the Lord. Good morning and welcome to the house of the Lord. It's not the house of the Lord because of brick and mortar or boards and more boards or whatever, but it's because you and I are here. We are the people of God when we meet together. In fact, the Word of God says we're two or more gather in His name that He is there in their midst. In their midst, right? That He is there. So the Lord is here. But there is a difference between just getting together a few guys or gals or mixed or whatever um, and having a study or something. There's a difference between that and a church. The church is, now the body of Christ is the church. But God has families and houses in different places. And he comes and he moves to different places. Like right now as we're meeting, there's other, let me, let me think, this way, that way, like Nancy Bame and her church. Church is meeting right over there. There's only one church. That's that particular family. And that would be the Church of Christ. Um, let's see, that way is the ecumenical parish would be meeting this morning. Kind of that way would be Lighthouse of Faith. I almost said First Baptist. I've got to move on. Lighthouse of Faith. That way, you know, it's like there's, there's the, the Alliance Church up the road, New Life Church up the road. and It's the body of Christ meeting together. And I'm, I'm just taking some time that we, just to kind of set uh, our paradigm so that we understand when we come into the house of the Lord, it's not the building, it's you. It's you and I. And what the difference between a church, I believe it's the presence of God assigns a mighty angel when, to a body of believers when they gather together. And that, that angel is the one who's got to get things done and break through the heavens and all that. Otherwise, you're just a few Christians getting together singing Kumbaya. Has anyone ever sung Kumbaya? Please don't ever sing Kumbaya. I hear that amen. Oh, that's, that's Malin. Hallelujah. So I do want to, my goal is to finish up and break through some walls today. That we can actually see the walls fall. <laughs> Several weeks ago, I mean, we've been, we've been spending time moving into 2021. And I, and I had felt right from the beginning, 2021 is going to have its own set of challenges. I remember the meme that I saw of the kid jumping like into the water in his swimsuit, like, wee-hee, 2020 is over. And then there's this German shepherd getting ready to latch upon him, and it says 2021 on him. <laughs> it was like, that was a prophetic thing. And uh, for our family, 2020 had its own challenges, as you're aware. Um, but 2021 has had challenges for other families here. So we do live in challenging times, but challenges will either make us shrink back if we don't have, if we're not spending time with the Lord and not being encouraged, either going to make us shrink back and be depressed, or they're going to cause us to rise up to overcome, like Tom Brady. <laughs> I had to say it for Jesus' sake, because even in the room, I don't know. You know, it's like, I saw another picture of him, like, with a beard. He's like, hey, it was in 2058. You guys want to go to the Super Bowl? But you know, there's, there's, you can say what you want. I, I, I went from Brady, I'll just admit it on, on tape, not recording, that I went from kind of a Brady hater to, to an admirer. I'm like, yeah, you know what? This guy, why not just keep going? Why not have that mentality that the same challenges that would make people shrink back are making others rise up? And our relationship with the Lord and, and how we, whether we even plug in or spend time with the Lord We'll determine that. And I had the picture of like putting gas in the car, which I make sure I'm not putting gas, but I'm putting diesel because I don't want my engine to stop because it's a diesel. So I'm putting diesel. You know, it's like I stop. I have to stop periodically and do that. You do as well if you're adulting. 
How many are adulting? How many pump the gas, right? If we're adulting, we pump, we pump the gas. We have to fuel up. What makes us think that we can go throughout a week or throughout a, a period of time without fueling up? We need to fuel up. Okay, so we are fueling up today, and we're going to break down some walls today. Lord willing, <laughs> these walls are, are all going to fall. Now, walls represent... I'm just talking about the things that, are, that represent barriers to us, to our promise in God. I'm not just talking about the giants we face. I'm not talking about um, the, uh, the, just what our promised land actually is. We're, gonna, we're actually going to go over that. But I'm talking about the barriers that keep us from facing or from defeating the giants. It's like giants are... They're all, they act all tough, but they hide behind walls. And if you can see through the wall, you see they're not that tough. They're not that bad. They're really, they're really just bred for us. And we're going to see that again. So I just want to read if we can, um, are we able to get the, there we go. Hey, wow, you're, you're right there. Almost. Okay. And I, I debated on, on a, a name for this, but I did want to have walls in the name, like marching into victory, you know, as we move into March. I believe there is a pre- prophetic significance of coming out of the, de- the dark winter, moving into March. And I believe even as a nation, we're going to see things happen. Things are going to happen. It's like what many of us are thinking, like, what in the world? Did the Lord just give the nation to the devil? It's like, no, there's a plan that God is working and your prayers avail much. God's, God's not like, oh, you know what? These Americans, they don't pray enough. When they, when they pray enough, like the song, day and night, night and day, let incense arise, which I never really liked that refrain, but this fits with me. But it's like, what the heck is incense? It's the prayers of the saints. And people have been praying for this nation. And so God's about to do great things in this nation. But I didn't go with marching into victory. I went with all walls can fall. Can we say that together? All walls can fall. And I, want to even, I don't want you to claim your walls. My walls can fall because they're not yours, but I might go back and forth and say, but the walls that particularly keep you out of whatever it is that you, the desired end, the, the future that you would desire or a fulfillment of a promise, the wall is the thing that's been erected by the enemy and possibly by yourself, by you erecting a wall that's keeping us from actually moving forward. We, we help the devil. So it's like we're building, like the devil's building a wall and he's like, hey, get me some mortar. Like, okay. You know, it's like, bring me some rocks. Okay. You missed a spot here, devil. You missed a spot. missed a spot. You know, that's, uh, sorry, my mind. But, but in so many ways, we help the enemy erect these walls that keep us from our promises. It's like a fear of, it's like self-fulfilling prophecy, fear of failure. We're going we're to address that in a second, but I want to read again Joshua chapter 6, verse, starting with verse 1. Now Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. Let me just set a little background. This is, this is the Old Testament. The people of Israel represented us today. These were the people of God of that day. Not exclusive to try to keep others from coming in, but called to reach the entire world. Like we are, okay? It's not an exclusive club. But Jericho represents this place of walls and a strong, if you want to say a strong um, foothold of the enemy. Jericho was shut up inside and outside. I guess we have to move on in order to get to that. I think I might have that. 
Because of the people of Israel. None went in, none came, none went out, none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand. I want to stop and preach right there the importance of seeing that, but I'm not. Okay? With its king, its gods, and mighty men of valor. And he, Joshua, said to the people, I jumped ahead to verse 7, just to eliminate some in-between stuff. And you're going to have to, uh, you can go back and read that if you'd like. Don't like to always do that, but for the, for the point of time, I'm going to do that. He, Joshua, said to the people, go forward, march. And that's what God is saying to us right now, today. Go forward, march. Which is interesting because march starts when? Midnight, right? <laughs> We're marching ahead. Go forward, march. And just as Joshua commanded the people, verse 8, the, or just as Joshua commanded, the people went forward. How did I do that? Yeah, I, I, did, I did do it the same way. So the people shouted. We're, we're jumping way ahead because then it's talking about how this is all going to happen and that there's, we're going to march around the city. Many of you are familiar with that. God had this plan. It didn't make sense. There was no power. There's no power in marching around the city other than God said, you do this. We don't understand when God tells us to do things with, that don't make sense. Why would you have me do this? And it just, is, it just doesn't help to ask why. Because when God gives you answers to your why, he's usually answering a, a completely different question. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Asking why is not always the most helpful thing. Okay. So, so in verse 20, the people shouted and the trumpets were blown. And then it says again, as soon as the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted a great shout. God has his reasons for re-emphasizing that, but he wanted us to see there were trumpets, there was noise being blown, there was a heavenly sound, and there was a matching of it with an earthly sound. Okay, the heavenly sound, the trumpets represented a heavenly noise, and then we, the people of God, must declare what we believe for the walls to fall. As soon as the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted a great shout, and the wall fell down. So that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him. Man, so many of these things I believe are very significant, okay? Every man straight before him, not turning to the right, to the left, keeping their eyes focused on what's ahead. And they captured the city. So Jesus, I thank you. I know in this room that there are promises behind bars. God, that there are, there are destinies waiting to be unlocked and there's uncertainty and all, and, and all these things. And God, we struggle with insecurity. We struggle with, am I hearing you right? Can I, can I believe that you have these things for me? God, I pray today you would speak to our hearts loud and clear of, the, of what the promised land that you have to unlock for us today is. And Father, how to just move forward and continue to use the same key to continually open doors into our future. I pray a covering and a blessing. Father, in each one, give us eyes, spiritual eyes to see, spiritual ears to hear, and God, help our hearts to respond to what you're saying to us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God is, again, not, God doesn't control hearts. He is not a controller. When we say God is in control, we're just talking about him, you know, being in charge and such, but he doesn't control our hearts. Like I had little Hadley, Grace, I could physically make Hadley do. It's like, you will do this. You know, you, I could physically do that. But you know what? She would look at me if I did that inside and be like, you, know, you think you're going to make me do it? I am not doing that. And, and you know what? 
God doesn't do that to us, okay? God, God does not do that. So God allows our hearts, allows you and I to open our hearts. What, I don't know where your heart is today. I just want to kind of just make us aware that our heart, again, is my willingness to receive what God is saying, my inner being. Am I willing to be open to God today? God help us, in Jesus' name. So as we continue forward into 2021, we are not alone. Jesus, Joshua, who represents Jesus in this story, you and I are the people of God, Israel. Jesus is the captain of the host right now. Joshua represented that um, in, in, the, in the story. Joshua, which the word Joshua actually, it's the same meaning. It means the Lord's salvation. What does Jesus mean? God's salvation. Jesus means Savior. That's what his name actually means. It's the same. So Jesus, our Joshua, uh, is going before us. We are following our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, into a glorious unknown. We have never been where we're going before. We've never been anywhere in the future. But, And I just saw a little thing of Marty. Uh, what was it? Doc and, Doc and Marty McFly had made it to 2021. Did anyone see that picture? Does anyone know what I'm talking about with Doc and... What was his name? Doc, Doc, Doc Ock. No, it wasn't Doc Ock. Doc Brown. Doc. Marty looked older than Doc, but I realize Marty's been struggling with like Parkinson's or something like that. Anyway, why did I say that? I don't know. Maybe to just get your mind moving. Let's get it back. So, <laughs> into the glorious unknown, our future. You know, it's like we're not like them. We can't fly into the future, check things out. I have heard of different men and women of God that, have, that God has, have, has revealed and even brought into the future and brought into the past. But it's very interesting and exciting when you hear that. I realize it's subjective, but, you know, and I, you test everything with the Word of God, but it's just really cool. I, I wish I knew more of what was around the corner. Anyone else? Like, you just, just to know something, a little bit out there. I thought when I grew up, and I was close to the Lord, when I grew up, 50 or whatever, <laughs> Am I growing up yet? And I'm closer to the Lord that I would just know things. I kind of would be like almost not having to open the door because I could just go, you know, use the Jedi mind game on people. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I am weird, but I just thought I would know more and have more wisdom in the moment to just know. You know, and people would come and say, what do you think of this? Oh, I just know. And it, sometimes there are prophets that know certain things that, you know, that at times, but I've just found that wisdom as a person, and his name is Jesus, the more we walk with him, the more we know as we need to know it in the moment. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I'm telling you, mostly it's a lamp unto our feet that we don't stumble. Only once in a while does God shine it down the road and we get this glimpse and we, our faith is inspired. That's what we're trying to do today. Trying to like give you a little bit of glimpse that God's got some good things down the road for you in Christ today. It's not about the good things, and you will have hardships, and giants sometimes don't like to fall, and you have to beat them with an ugly stick until they fall, and sometimes it's hard, okay? But there is a good expected end for you. I'm going to say it like that, okay? Let me say it like this. Um, Jesus is in charge, and our advancement into our destiny, into our future, is always and only in the context of our relationship with him. It really is. And once we leave Jesus, like Jesus used to here, and I'm going to go over here. 
We do not go any further into our destiny, into the future, without having the Lord right here walking with us. So, so okay, as God brings us, I, I mentioned that we spent time talking about the Jordan River was at flood stage. It represented impossible barrier, but God brings us over continually over impossible barriers. He brought us in our lives. He brought us in your lives. He's bringing you over impossible barriers all the time. As he, do, as he does that, and, and like the story represents, the people of God cross an impossible barrier facing right up to giants. And the giants then hid behind these walls. And so there's these great walls and that, that, that represent, or that are barriers to our preferred future, to our promises, to what God has put in your heart, made you for, and created you for, and put you on the planet for. Those different things are being guarded in the devil, you know, like, it's not like just the devil sitting there, but I'm saying these different giants of opposition are saying, no, you cannot have this. No, you cannot have this. And then we deal with our own insecurities and our fears, and we say, well, I guess I'll just, whatever. I guess I'll, I guess I'll just have to be satisfied, you know. I prayed, it didn't happen, and oh well. Because the kingdom of God doesn't work like that. In fact, I was praying this morning. The Bible says the kingdom of God suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. In other words, there's something about God gives us this kingdom, and he says, you're the king. Now take it. You're the king. You're the king of your life. God wants you and I to reign in, in our lives. Not reign over other people, but reign in our circumstances. Your reign is in rule. Not rain like it's supposed to do today. Is it raining already? I don't know. Is it raining? Great. I got to bring in wood. All in favor of coming and bringing? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. So, God, so as we get, as we moved over that impossibility, we got the giants in front of us, and we remember this scripture here. This is what years before, forty years ago, uh, before this, when when Israel was facing this the Jericho, forty years before, there were only two guys from that generation before that, that are still alive today in, in that story, that were still alive, Joshua and Caleb. And the, all the other people were, were led astray by a bad report, by a lack of faith, by opposite of faith. We cannot, we can't conquer these things. It's going to be worse. 2021 is going to be terrible. The Antichrist is going to, going to be revealed. 2022, and it's, just, it's all going to go to hell in the handbasket. Come, Lord Jesus, and help us to be raptured out of here. No, that's not God's plan for our generation. Our generation is, to, is called to kick giant hiney. <laughs> to kick a big hiney that's so big you can't miss. Bam. <laughs> is that, are, are, you, are you there? Hello? Like giants, you, you can't miss. They're like right there. Except maybe if you can stand up on something and then kick. Whatever. It's a word picture to get us to, to take authority. Okay, this is what Joshua and Caleb said. The land which we pass through, they're trying to convince the people not to disobey God. The land which we pass through to spy out, it is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into the land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. And again, today it would be chocolate and chocolate milk or whatever, whatever your milk and honey is. Okay? Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land, for they are bread for us. What do you do with bread? Unless you're on a keto diet, then your bread is meat, right? My bread is meat, okay? I'm not actually on a keto diet. I'm just not eating bad carbs. Okay, stop. Do not rebel against the Lord. They are bread for us. 
We've got to begin to see the giants and even the walls. They're like they're made out of Lamet's bread. Is that what it is? What do you call the elfish bread that you eat a little bite? Lambrus? Lambrus. Okay, yeah, you're saying... This is from the Lord of the Rings little thing. It's like even the wall you can eat. It's like chocolate if you don't want bread. It's meat, it's steak, it's ribeye, something. Even the wall we're supposed to be devouring. It's a change in mindset that rather than me thinking like, you know, I, if, I'm gonna, if I'm ever going to do what I need to do, then I need to be able to get this kind of grade in school and, and I don't know the right person. And if I get this degree, then I can go and I can move here and do this and all that. It's like, no. I mean, it's good to make plans, but you're not, you're not going to reach your future by your good planning. It's by the power of God, by the grace of God in our lives. And if you're trying to get out of debt, and I've been on both of this. I'm like, I've worked extra. I've worked a lot of extra. I've worked overtime. I've done different things, working and hammering on uh, getting debt down. Okay, I, I've done all that before. It is so much better when the blessing of the Lord is upon you, and rather than, than striving and struggling for weeks on end, that like in one moment, God takes care of things. It, like we had a particular medical bill related to Deb that was just canceled, and it was a fairly large amount that was just gone. You know, and like these are things we should expect that... Not, not specifics, I can't expect this specific, but I can expect that something, expect that something great is going to happen. God is going to do something great. Okay, I better move ahead and get to our, get to our um, uh, tearing down these walls. And, uh, and again, I think I might have mentioned this, because um, I'm really finishing up a message that I didn't get to finish before. When we, uh, I'm, I'm going to say exactly what I read. This makes making noises, I hate it. Uh. As we move forward, it may seem out of the pot and into the fire. You've heard that expression. However, there's another in the fire. Right? Jesus is in there with you. When we see these giants through eyes of faith, faith if we don't see obstacles we, we, and see an opportunity, we have not only a good meal, they're bread for us, but obstacles in the Bible either represent Barriers to advancement or doors to opportunity. Doors of opportunity, or you want to say gates. A wall can either be impenetrable, like the wall of Mordor, when there's a great evil that lingers back there, or whatever, you know. Or it's just a gate to the king returning and like taking over all the land. And I'm giving Lord of the Rings, you know, illustrations here. So the, the walls that are before us, look around like in that wall because there's probably a, a handle and it's actually a gate. And it, it just, what, what I'm saying is that the barrier itself, overcoming the barrier itself, like David with Goliath, hundreds of thousands of warriors that see this huge being, guy, weird, whatever, that are just like, are you crazy? I'm not going against him. And yet David, he had some practice. You know, with a lion and a bear watching the sheep, he's like, what if I just grab the lion by the beard and just kill it? I mean, it's like, I want to say, say something. That's, he's, he's got a lot of intestinal fortitude, okay? <laughs> I'll say it like that, in order, in order to do that. And, and Goliath, that, Goliath, that was a barrier for everyone else's destiny, David made it a doorway to bring everyone else in, okay? So that's what we're talking about. Okay. So, 
Uh, let's just move ahead here. I want to just uh, really quickly, once again, identify our promised land. I just want you to glance at this. Is it a job, a vocation, a ministry position? Just kind of look down through it. I don't want to necessarily read all through it. Is there a relationship? Is there something that, that jumps out to you? Is there a word that jumps out? Yeah, this could be. These are just kind of like starters, fire starters for what is your promised land. And just take a, a moment, just take a moment and like, what, what is my promised land here? What are we talking about? Is it related to my future? Is it related to a person? Is it related to a passing grade? Is it related to, is it related to an inheritance? Is it related to a car? Is it, I don't know. It could be, it's different for every one of us. But I just wanted us to take a moment and just think, what is my, can we say that, self? What is my, what, at this moment, is the promised land that God is speaking about? And I'm not, it's like set the goal high. Promised land represents big things, not just little things, okay? So moving ahead, um, facing the giants. Uh, did, I, did I not put facing the giants in? Can you go back, uh, go back one more time? No, I must not have done it. Facing the giants. I know I pulled it over there. I might have deleted it. Fear of failure, fear of success. Lack of skill, education, experience, damaging upbringing. Negative outlook, evil forebodings. Remember, we talked about this. What is an evil foreboding? I have a feeling something bad is going to happen. Has anyone ever been there? You just feel like something bad is going to happen rather than feeling like something good is going to happen. It's like you can't even enjoy like Thanksgiving or some feast because afterwards it's just like, even though I can't even enjoy the moment because I'm afraid something bad is going to happen. That's demonic. That is literally demonic. A spirit has been assigned to make you feel fear. God wants you to knock that, that wall down. Knock that thing out. No, I, in Jesus' name, I'm not going to settle for this. Now, what is going on? It might be as simple as someone praying for you. Maybe Miss Tracy or Miss Amy or someone like, just agreeing with you and breaking that off you so that you're not experiencing that fear. But you don't understand. You know, it's like I, I had this fear and then something bad happened. Well, duh, you know, it's like fear is like faith in reverse, if you want to say. It's like the thing that we will believe in, in, a, in a positive way, you know, like Jesus said, have faith in God. Whoever says to that mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and doesn't doubt in his heart, but believes that the things which he says will come to pass, whoever, whatever he says. He'll have, he or she will have whatever he says. But the same thing is true on the flip side. If we see something we don't want and we keep saying, man, I know, I'm probably going to get COVID. Do I have it? Let me check my temperature. I'm probably, and you know, it's like, and you say you're simplifying it. I am simplifying it a little bit, but that attitude, whether it's COVID or whether it's just expecting something bad, does eventually open the door. Because we begin to cooperate with the wrong spirits assigned to bring uh, destruction rather than salvation that we're going to see in just a moment. Does that make sense? The things that we say and believe, now I'm not like, I'm not like the word police, like, like maybe like Abby, completely. At times I have been. Because, you know, my, uh, like my brother, he might say, oh, that's just like, let, let's, I'm dead serious. I got one brother who says, I'm dead serious. I'm like, yeah, you're getting there too. You know, it's like, well, I'm dead serious. How about saying, I am very living, in a living way, I am serious. Why dead serious? And you say, well, well, you know, it doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter in the moment, but the stronghold that we're helping the devil build, here's some mortar, let's build the stronghold of fear against us. You know, we're helping him. Here, devil, take this rock and put it in this wall to keep me from reaching my destiny. We do that. Because we're stupid at times. <laughs> we're all, we've all been there. We've done that. Got the t-shirt. Stupid. <laughs> okay. We've all been stupid. But all walls can fall. All right, you can jump ahead there. All walls can fall. I want to look, number one, I, I debated about how to say this because there's two ways you could look at this. Get God's word on the wall. Now, how many, and, and you, like, what are you talking about? Get God's word, con, I, I was going to say concerning or about, but I thought, you know what, it's a great word, word picture because we have this wall, uh, and again, it's a, the wall is real, but you can't see it, feel it, taste it, touch it, smell it. It's a, it's a barrier that's constructed, it's constructed either in our mind or in circumstances. The wall is real, and it's like when you get God's word on the wall, what's that mean? It's like hang it on the wall. Every time you see that barrier, you actually are seeing God's word. That's one way to look at that. How many people ever put the word of God on there, either in their shower, on their mirror, on the refrigerator, anything like that? Anyone? If you don't, you're weird. If you don't put the Word of God somewhere, you're weird. <laughs> okay? I was going to say, you're, you're just no. You say, no, you're weird. No, 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 no. Weird is just different than the, the norm. I'm thinking of a rush song. Everybody's got to deviate from the norm. Why do I think these things? Forget it. Now I'm hearing that reggae beat. Stop. Get God's Word on your wall. Okay, His Word. God's Word comes through the Bible primarily, number one, but the Holy Spirit in us also can speak, not apart from the Word of God, but can speak a whole lot better. The more we have the Word of God in our hearts or memorized or within us, the Holy Spirit can pull those out a lot easier rather than having to throw a brick at us from the outside in. If the Holy Spirit has to like arrest you like that... <laughs> You need to spend some time in the Word of God because you don't know what the Bible says about what God has given you. All things in Christ. In Him. We have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. In Him. You know, it's like we overcome. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If God be for me, who can be against me? He that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. Boom, 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 boom. Okay? Get God's Word on the wall. Hear what God is saying. Number one, I said, you know, I put the word on the wall, but this is what I really meant when I said it, when I, when I started doing it. Hear what God is saying to you concerning your wall. What is God saying to you now concerning, and I said your wall. It's not your wall, but you probably helped the devil build it, so it is your wall. Take responsibility, right? Hear what God is saying about demolishing the barrier between you and your destiny. For the sake of time, let's move ahead. Okay, it takes courage to march against a wall. It takes courage to, to march against the wall. Now hear this, and there's verses that go along with each one. Um, um, so verse 2 is get God's, word, get God's word on the wall. The Lord had said to Joshua, see, I've given Jericho into your hand. If God didn't tell Joshua that, he's given, that he gave him the city, then it would be kind of foolish. Hey, I got an idea. Let's just march around this thing. And then we're going to blow horns. Maybe bring in electric guitars. And if we get the right frequency, the bricks will start falling apart and the mortar will fall. That's not how God did it. Some people try to explain away the trumpets, the frequency of the trumpets, and the ladies' high voices, and the bass, baritone voices, made the walls crumble. And went to, no. <laughs> that's, like, that's like someone saying that when, when Israel crossed the Red Sea, 
It's like, well, you know, in that part of the Red Sea, a certain time of the year, it gets as low as six inches. And it's like, well, that's just amazing that Israel can cross the Red Sea over six inches. But the most amazing part is that all of Pharaoh's army drowned in six inches of water. Right? Really? It's like, think these things through, people. Think it through. People don't think. Because we're all stupid. But God loves us <laughs> in our stupidity. Okay? It takes courage to march against the wall. God had said to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1, verses 6 through, 6 through 9. I'm going to read this to you. Okay, ready? Be strong and courageous, for you will cause these people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to, according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. Have I not, and I skipped verse 8 for a reason, we're going to get to that in a second. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be frightened, do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. It takes courage to march against the wall, but have you ever had someone try to hype you up? Be strong, you can do it, be strong. I, if any of us have experienced depression or deep depression, deep dark depression, excessive misery, whoa. <laughs> Does anyone know that? Okay. If it weren't for bad luck, no, I'm not going to go there. Um, when you experience and you're living in, you're experiencing a, a deep depression, and someone comes and just tries to cheer you up, like you need to just cheer up, you need to be strong, you need to be courageous. You just want to slap them, like you're t- you're trying to tell me something with that I don't have the strength or the power to do. It's not helpful. It's not helpful to tell a depressed person cheer up. You know, it's it's not helpful. But God didn't just do that because it takes courage to march against the wall. But next, Justin, courage comes from faith. What do you mean by that? They're not the same thing. Courage is like moving and doing it ahead, doing it afraid. But faith comes from a different way. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing, not just the generic word of God. It's actually the word of Christ, it says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Faith comes by hearing and the, the verbiage there, the verbiage, how would you say that? Would be hearing and hearing, continually hearing the word of Christ. What's the difference between the word of God and the word of Christ? Tune in next week. For the, no, I'm just What's the difference? Isn't it all the same? You know, isn't the word, didn't Jesus write it all? It's because our advancement into our destiny is not separate from our relationship, living relationship with Jesus Christ in our lives. It's what Jesus did on the cross. The gospel is what he did on the cross and the fact that he's living with us and that he's with us. So in other words, how do I get, how do I have courage? Could you have courage if you were walking through a dark street and there were a bunch of people like ninjas or whatever trying to jump out and get you? If all of a sudden that you saw all the huge angels of God with their like swords and stuff, like as soon as you saw that, courage would come. Well, many times we can't see that with our physical eyes, but we do, what we do in our own time, either with the Lord or when we're, when we're um, I don't want to say devotional time, but however we encourage ourselves like David did in the Lord, stirring up the fact <clears throat> that he's with us and that I can do all things, I can overcome, I can. It's not, it's not a mental, drumming up mental ability. It's the fact that God is with you. Jesus himself is with you at all times. And he will help you even break, maybe your wall is like you got some bad habits or things, 
And I think the best thing you can do if you're, say, you want to, I don't know, partake in some illegal substance, <laughs> is to sit down, get your glass, get your whatever, you know, and say, Jesus, pull up a chair. Here, you take the first, you know, and literally invite him because it's like, if we stop in that moment and actually invite Jesus in, we're going to be like, what the heck am I doing? If we will actually do that. If we don't, all the things that we do in darkness, whether it's porn or this or that, it's like all these different things, is because we, we don't think he's right there. And he's like right there. And he's not like this. I mean, or he's just like, his eyes like, you know, like the, the captain of the army, like, oh, I'm going to... No, it's just like, why don't you know who you are and what you have? I've given you, uh, I was going to say Cadillac, but, but better than that. I've given you the, the Ferrari. What's better than Ferrari? I don't know. Um, some other Italian car, Bugatti or Tesla. I don't know. It has to be Italian. Okay? Why, why, are you, why are you meddling with this broken down escort from Florida from all these years ago? Sorry. Why, why, when I've given you this, why are you, why, do you understand the word picture? Why do we dabble in sin that doesn't, that, that, that doesn't satisfy, like when Jesus is like, I've given you everything. I've given you everything. If we understand that in the moment, we'll just walk away. Another illustration, since I'm on it. If we, when we sin or when we, okay, let me say it like this. When we do something that we know hurts God's heart, if we can stop and say, wait a second, even though I did that, I'm still dressed in like white robes. And I'm like, like wedding type robes or like for a guy, maybe a tux, you know. And it's like I don't go out to feed the horses and think I don't have to do that anymore because the horses are in a new home. Everyone say hallelujah. The horses, we've had 20 years of horses and now, they're, now they're, they've gone to pasture and it's not heavenly pasture. It's, it's a good place. But back to my illustration, I wouldn't go in my, in my white tux. I wouldn't wear a white tux anyway, else I was staying alive. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I wouldn't go in my tux to feed the horses because I know the stuff is going to get up on it. But, but when we stumble in sin, we feel like our clothes are dirty, so we just keep going. But the reality is they're not. Your robes are still white. Okay? That has nothing to do with walls or any of that stuff. I just I said it because I, I felt like we were supposed to go there, okay? So, I said it takes courage to march against these walls. Courage is not something that's drummed up. Just be, just be strong and get with it. No, courage comes from faith. Okay, are we still there? Courage comes from faith. Joshua chapter 1, when God was speaking to Joshua, be strong, be strong, be strong. Get your act together. Get your act together. It sounds like, get your act together. God's not interested in your act, and he's not telling you to get it together, okay? But it sounds like he's just like calling Joshua to do something that he's not able to do. However, verse 8, and you can look in your Bible in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, is in between all the be strong, be strong, be strong, be strong. And then he stops in verse 8 and he says, the word of God. You would say, and then it said, this book of the law, which we would say, the living word, the word of God will not, don't let it depart out of your eyes, but keep it in the midst of your heart, because it will be life to you and health to all your flesh. It will be life to you. Actually, I think I'm, I'm, uh, I'm confusing that with with Proverbs chapter 4. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate there on a day and night that you might observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then I will make your way... You will, then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. I jumped right into Proverbs 4, 420. Uh, you should know someone meditating upon the word of God. Even that one verse, it says, 
He, his delight is in the law of the Lord. On his law, he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water, yielding its fruit and seasons. The leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. <laughs> okay? We should know Psalm 1. And Proverbs 4, 20-24, My son, attend to my word, incline thine ears unto my, into your sayings, into my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst, in the midst, in the midst, in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate therein. Not, um, okay? Meditate means to think about and mutter and say it. Say it. I can do all things. Say it under your breath. That's what it says. Meditate therein day and night that, that you might observe to do according to all these commands that I've commanded you because Joshua had a lot of commands. Then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. So, courage comes from faith. God's got the promise out there. God does not just prosper us. God gives us the ability, through the word of God, to make our way prosperous by putting him in front of us, listening to what he has to say, and stepping out in faith. I know that was a lot. I'm going to rewind that and say it again. (laughs) No, I'm not going to say it all again. Selah. I'm going to use the force throw. (laughs) Get it in your hearts. I wish I could. But I can't, so I won't. I, I wish. There's so many things I wish I could do. But God sealed this in our heart, in Jesus' name. Courage comes from faith. Faith comes from hearing what God has to say to us. So that's why Joshua, in, in chapter 1, when God says, Be strong, be strong, be strong, courageous, be strong, courageous. This is how you do it. Meditate on my word. Meditate on Jesus. Meditate on what he did on the cross. Think about it. Think about it. Say it. Say it. Think about it. Think about it. Then you will make your way prosperous and have good success. You'll be strong and courageous. God does not, in the New Testament, okay, the Old Covenant, God made demands from men that men were not able to keep in the Old Covenant. And the purpose was to show them, you're not perfect. Without me, you're going to hell. (laughs) You know? And... And you need a Savior. You can't just keep the Ten Commandments and get to heaven. It doesn't work. Because you will break one of them. And even if you didn't break the big one, if you even break the thought of it, Jesus says, let me, Jesus is like, let me explain something to you. You think the Bible, the, the commandment is don't commit adultery. I'm telling you, if you look and want it, you've broken the commandment and you're going to hell. See ya. Right? That's what he's saying, except no, he doesn't say see it. He says, turn to me. Like, you can't keep the nuances of the, of the law. You can't keep all the nuances of the law and try to be good enough. If you're trying to keep a bunch of rules today, stop it. If you're trying to be good, stop it. Now, I'm not saying be bad. I'm saying ignite your relationship with Christ. Christ in you will cause that fruit to just come out. Trees don't squeeze to try to get fruits out. Oh, I think I can, I think I can. They just you take care of the root, fruit comes out. Fruit doesn't come out. You hack it down, you throw it in the stove, and it warms you again and again. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. So, courage comes from faith. Faith comes from hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Number five. Faith shouts at those walls. And I, I want to say this because at times faith can be quiet. There is, a, there is a meek and quiet faith. But there is a time that, there is a time to pray and there is a time to say. There's a time to meditate 
And meditate, again, isn't even quiet. It's a medit- biblical meditation is like chewing the cud. You're just saying the word of God under your breath. You're just saying it. You're thinking about it. You're thinking about it. You're visualizing. If you want to say the word of God, not some weird thing, not emptying your mind, emptying your soul. Just empty yourself. No, because the devil is looking for an empty place. Oh, here's an empty place. Let's move in. No, we don't. Biblical meditation is not emptying yourself. It's filling yourself with Christ through his word. Filling yourself with Christ. So faith shouts at the walls. There is a time when it comes to bringing walls down. Walls don't come down with with tentative faith. Walls don't come down with just kind of, kind of, you know, I believe what I believe, I believe. No, when Deb was having, when she was in cardiac arrest, I was at the top of my voice. In the name of Jesus, devil, you will not have my wife. And I began to speak life over her. I began to speak it. it and it wasn't even because I'd been like meditating forever in the, in the word or whatever. It was just God's grace in the moment. I just began to speak that. Began to co-labor with God. And like, and I've shared a little bit what happened. That Like literally, I grabbed the phone very calmly. I was speaking life to her. Going down Lake Hill. I called 911. I'm like, well, let's meet. And I gave him Abby and Jesus' address. It's not on here. I'm like, the acorn. I get off the phone. I pull into the acorn. The ambulance pulls in behind. I'm like getting ready to do CPR or whatever. You know, I'm still speaking the word. And I'm getting ready to do that. And, and did, I, I didn't have anything to do with the fact that the ambulance was right there. They happened to be washing it. The whole crew was there. So the whole crew jumps in, comes over. They begin to work on Deb. And Canton does not have its own paramedic. And I found out from, from uh, Karen Norton, who administrates the hospital, <laughs> that Troy's paramedic happened to be like visiting someone in Canton and was out for a walk and walking by the acorn when she was in cardiac arrest at the moment. Now, I could not have made any of that happen. All I could do in the moment was declare, shout at the wall that was in front of me. That's all I did was shout at the wall and God, boom, 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 through. And it's like, I wish I knew. I wish I knew what prayer was it, what happened. It's like, some would say, you know, well, God just sovereignly did it. It's like, God doesn't, God doesn't just sovereignly do anything on the earth. Because he gave it to us. One day he will, he did before. But in the moment, we co-labor with him. And I could just as easily have lost her if I, if I had been filling my mind with other things and just been like, oh, no. Oh, no, she's dying. Oh, no. Oh, I think she's dead. It's like, does that make a difference? Yes! Yes, it makes a difference. Yes, it makes a difference. All these things are, are, there's a time to shout at the wall. And that was a wall that was going to be uh, very devastating. And I shouted at that wall. But not every wall is going to be an emergency. In fact, 99.99 COVID statistics walls. (laughs) of survivors, are not emergencies. Although there are some, most of them are not. So it's, it's like learning, like, okay, there's a time, like, I want to do this right now before we leave. We're going to make some shouting. I, I, we didn't get to do that before. Um, but I, I, did I have one more point, or was that it? I'm trying to think. Faith shouts at the walls. Yeah, actually, I'm going to share this. I'm going to want to share this, because this goes with it. Then we're just going to respond. <clears throat> Obedience and declaration equals angelic visitation. I had to say that because it rhymes so well. And you're like, what are you talking about? 
So we have this courage that rises up because we've been meditating on the word and we begin to move forward. We're not just randomly marching at some wall, like, there's a wall, let me hit it. No, we're hearing. God gives us a marching order. And so obedience is hearing God's voice, his spirit in the moment, taking the faith that we have and declaring what God said about that. That brings angelic visitation. I'm telling you, angels were on the scene in this. And this was an emergency. But when I say angelic visitation, I I put the visitation in quotes because it's not like the angel's going to show up and, hey, I'm here. What do you need? Like genie or something. Those that would know better. No, it's not like that. When I say visitation, it means it's just it activates our unseen angels in the moment. Our obedience, marching ahead, even in the face of this wall, saying, in the name of Jesus, this, this barrier cannot stop. Fear cannot stop me. My education cannot stop me. In Jesus' name, I will receive my destiny. Of whatever, I, uh, whatever God has called me to. When I say that, Psalm 103, verse 20 says, Bless the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, hearkening unto the voice of his word. This, this has no voice. I don't want to be disrespectful and drop it, but I guess it could just drop it and be disrespectful. Or whatever. I don't know. It's not Because it's not the word. It's the word. Okay? This has no voice. This has a voice. And when I speak it, angels do their thing. I do not want angels twiddling their thumbs. I'm going to kick some angelic behind if I find out, you know, when, in that day that my angels were sitting around doing nothing. Like, get your hindings in gear, you know. I need your salvation. I need you to be doing these things. And you do too. Many times when the accident actually happens, you say, God, where were you? Your angels were probably trying to do, execute what they could on what you gave them and agreed with God on. I'm not saying all the time, because we live in a fallen world. Things happen. We don't always see the curveball coming. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a curveball or whatever. We don't always see what's coming. But we can do our best to be prepared and trust God for the rest. That's all I'm saying. We can be prepared for the emergency and, and trust God for the, for the rest. So our obedience with declaration brings angelic visitation.